This episode of the podcast is brought to you by our partner, Audible. Yes, it is. So we are partnered with Audible. That means that if you are looking just to check it out, uh, you don't want to put your card in and just take, take the dive. You can get 30 days for free on us. If you go to audibletrial.com slash J-A-T-G or click the link down below. Uh, you'll be taken there. You can sign up uh, for 30 days for free and just test it out. Like there's a lot of stuff on there that you can get for free, a lot of Audible exclusives. Uh, but what I really like about Audible is that out of the hundreds and thousands of audiobooks that they have, if you decide to purchase something, that is yours forever. Like if you decide not to carry on your subscription or you want to take a break or whatever it is, you can always go back and listen to that book whenever you want through the app on the internet. doesn't matter because it's yours. So once again, you can get that for 30 days for free on us. If you go to audibletrial.com slash J-A-T-G. Once again, Johnny and the Greg are live. Are live. We're live. It's been a while. It's been a long time. I feel like uh, I feel like maybe we've lost some people, Greg. <laughs> I think it's been, I think it's been so um, so long since we've uh, chatted. It, it, yeah, the people are probably like, "What the hell is going on?" Wondering where we've been. Yeah, yeah. Which is good, I guess, if people are tuning in and they're not yep. getting, that's not good but the people are tuning in so that's good cool. i had a Fun. i had a couple uh couple of people that were like are you like one way i posted last week we're gonna be dark for one more week as we figure out not as we figure out just as we get through our schedules and yes that got some likes that got some things people wondering how we're doing so that's good. <laughs> We're doing fine. I was just talking to Greg in uh, the pre-show, basically saying that I and he agreed. Our lives right now are like one continuous, one-shot action scene. Yeah. So it's just going, and I think it's just finally slowing down to ramp up again. I'm assuming. So. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm actually pretty good for a while. Like. Oh. This was the last weekend where we had stuff like on the calendar. Yeah. And like, I, I, I was, you, you, we've talked about how I host screenings and stuff like yeah. that. I totally scrapped my Indiana Jones screening one, because I forgot to invite people like in a timely manner. Yeah. And then I was like, Oh geez, I should get that out. And then I was like, you know what? I'm not going to do it. I'm just, we're going to skip it. <laughs> I, it. As it happens, we were at a graduation party yesterday for my uh, a bunch of my daughter's friends and they were like they were Kate was talking about well my dad he gets these special screenings and do all that and that turned into are you going to do one for the Barbie movie I'm like well I wasn't going to but I suppose good sorry that's just it, like me it, uh, yeah I mean there's definitely the the hardcore male in me is like I don't want to do that but then the previews for it actually look pretty good it, it looks like it's going to be very the previews what the previews look good it looks to be oh, a little bit so? more. It looks in, intellectual. I think. It's I think it, it. I think it's just another version of Clueless. I think it's going to be a little bit more than that. We'll but, see. 
We'll see. see. Yep. Yeah. Either way, if it's good or if it's not good, personally, I don't give a shit. So, yeah. um, but that's cool. Uh, are you first? Going, are you going to go see Indiana Jones? Oh, yes. I will definitely see it. Yeah. yeah. I need to see it. I think I need Without to. a doubt. I, I, you're welcome to come up here and see it with us if you want. Yeah. Well, what is it next week? And or yeah. this coming weekend? This coming week. Yeah. Uh, I will either be able to or I won't. Yeah. <laughs> um, I got to get something out of the way. So, yeah, go for it. Um, just me two seconds here. Oh. Um, no, no, I'm good. I'm good. I just had to shout out. Uh, so part of my busyness for the week is I want to introduce the world to Peregrine uh, oh Her- Took. <laughs> we will call him Pippin. What the fuck? <laughs> He looked <laughs> that's great. You got yep. a new dog. We got we got a puppy today. Cool. So today. Wow. Today. Yep. Picked him up today. I've oh. spent so much time in a car after a wedding in Green Bay yeah. on on Friday. Driving cool. back from Green Bay on Saturday. Very cool. And driving up to northern Wisconsin today to pick him up. You can go let him go now. So is it very much part of uh like the are you kind of like because uh, let me, well, let me start over again. What we're planning on doing is when Ham gets to, we believe, a certain age, we're going to introduce a puppy. Yes. Yes. That is, that is, that is th- this. Yes. He's five. So, um, so we were, we've been kind of looking for a little bit. And the, oh, here come, I think the texts are coming through. Yeah. Here yeah. we go. Um, so the, uh, but thanks, Mike. Thanks for watching. Uh, we've been thinking about it for a while. And the stars just never aligned. And, yeah. and so and, and even now it was kind of rough. You know, we had a graduation party last weekend, the weekend before that, my daughter graduated and it just so happened. I, I don't know if it was Sunday or Monday. I think it was Sunday night. There's the same breeder we always use. Um, our friend Marshall has two dogs from her as well. Okay. She's fantastic. Top of the Ridge kennel uh, or top of the ridge breeders out of kendall wisconsin and um she posted this puppy that that's that's pip and we're like what and and the we got chewy like a year or two years before covid and then when covid hit dog prices skyrocketed because everybody wanted a dog to be at home and things like that like the perfect time to train one yeah Yep. And so like it was, we were outpriced for most puppies and I'm, I'm a guy, I love dog rescues and people that do that. Um, we've tried to rescue a couple and it just really hasn't worked out. And so, so I would, we were, we're very picky. Like I want a puppy. I want one I can raise to, to, you know, in, yeah in my environment. Right. I'm, I'm right with you there. I'm right so, with you. so, and plus, you know, the background of the dog, you know, it yeah. hasn't come from a bad home. You're right. safe with your family. Well, she posted this puppy at like a quarter of the cost of one of her regular pups. And I was like, what's going on? Like, what's does so it, wrong? Does it so, only have three legs? What's going yeah, on? Yeah, what's something wrong with him? Or and uh she's fantastic and she was like, No, absolutely, he is a plus perfect dog. Um, the thing was she had uh, a group that they were in like Florida 
And so they paid, they did all of the po- the deposits and stuff like that. Yeah. And then they were coming to pick up the dog and she's like, they're not showing up. They're not showing up. And so finally she contacts them. She's like, are you guys still coming today? They're like, well, we made a mistake. We thought you were in Kendall, Florida, not Kendall, Wisconsin. And so she's like, okay. Wait, did, wait, were these people that drove all the way down to Kendall, Florida and realized? No, or, no, no. These people. They lived in Florida. They, live in, they Florida. live in Florida. Yeah, there's a town called Kendall in Florida. Yeah. And they're so they're like, will you ship them to us? And our breeder's like, yeah, sure. But that this is what it costs to ship, ship a ship a dog. I mean, a live, a live thing. animal. Yes. And they're like, well, no, we don't want to do that. And so, and I remember when we got Chewy, the language is very clear. Like if you put a deposit down, that is a non-refundable deposit because she's using that deposit money to care for her puppies and get them the vet shots and everything else until you pay the balance and then it's your responsibility. Um, And so pretty much it was whatever they put down on the deposit minus what they had left is what we had to pay. And so we were like, yeah, we're going to jump on this. So it it was, there was, you know, we took the like 24, well, 24, 36 hour kind of mulling it over, thinking about it. Is this the right time? And I was like, yeah, okay, we're going to do it. So so there we go. We're replacing Kate already. It was her idea. So no, Um, (laughs) but we did on Thursday, I did, we did get to go to Kate's college and you know, she, they separated parents. We're going to talk to you here. Students we are going to talk to you here. Um, and Kate couldn't get into her dorm, into her dorm room. She knows which dorm room she's in. She couldn't get in there because they have a camp, but she was able to see like a mock-up. Yeah. Do you remember our dorm rooms? Yeah. Like, like practically, I mean, if like you and I could stand. I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to lie. Okay, this comes off wrong. I'm not trying to say it. It's basically a prison cell. Mm-hmm. Yeah, pretty much. Like, it's like, about the same size as a prison cell, except there's yeah. no bars. There's a door. Exactly. And yeah. there are plenty of other schools that are, I mean, it's it's four right. cinder block walls and a window. Yep. And we could almost touch. I mean, if you're a man of a certain height, if you're if you're six two and up yep. with a decent wingspan, you could just about touch the yep. two walls. Yep. And that is not what she's in. Does like, she have like the ones that are that are portrayed on TV? A little bit, a little My bit. Like God, it's man. it's a bigger. You don't even room. know how lucky she has. There's it. there's a there's a bathroom and showers that she shares with the next door room. Okay. So at most she's got to share a bathroom with three other people, three three other girls, and oh, like the oh. other fifty to a hundred dudes on a floor, and you're all sharing like the one central bathroom that's got four or five shower stalls and yeah well, the good old days also yeah. i bet you she also has air conditioning she does yes yeah air. we didn't but not at all <laughs> yeah. we had to puff that shit out and i don't know if you guys understand like we were baking in brick yeah yeah i mean couple, it was first couple of weeks when we would come back you know from summer we baking that thing yeah and it was like you'd open your window to try to get some airflow through there, there. just no <laughs> and, and it was no if it was airflow, it, it was just like opening an oven, just hot, yeah. hot just, wind. And then at night it would turn, and all of a sudden it's like freezing. Yeah, like low fifties at night, and you're like, well, now we got to shut the window or else we get sick. Yeah, yeah, 
yeah, it was good times. Good times. Well, good. Well, good for her. I mean, yeah, yeah, good. That's good. So we have some things to talk about, Greg. We do. We do. Pretty much have them. You, you have, you have, you, sir, are in charge of the show today. I'm <laughs> you comment as for things I see or hear. I should have took better notes if I'm in charge of the show. Yeah. Um, I gotta find because I we do have a couple things to talk about. First, I think we can talk about the Flash. Okay. So I saw the Flash. Yes. Um, if you, so, I saw the Flash on Monday. Okay. Last Monday. If last, yeah, this past Monday I saw it. <clears throat> if you would have asked me, walking out of the theater, what'd you think of it? I would have said, not too bad. Like it was, it was. It's pretty good. Like I liked this part. I like that. You know, I would have been like okay with it. Now that I've kind of had a week to sit on it, I'm glad the Snyderverse is over. Like, it, why do you say that? Because it needs. What, it just needs to. Your, what changed your mind? Um, one, the script is not good. I, there, there are good moments, and yes, Michael Keaton. At one point, when when Barry gets to you know michael keaton's bat cave and they've got the theme going you see the batmobile he's doing like you know the giant like breakers that are like you yeah. know frankenstein he like throw the first switch yeah he's doing that and the, the bat caves lighting up i know i just had a permanent smile on my face just like yeah. And to the point where my wife looked over at me and I heard her say to my kids, look at dad right now. And I was like, I'm just going to hold this. Like, this is fantastic. It, it spoke to my 1989 Greg inside me. Absolutely. It did. Um, that was the best part. Okay. Everything else like the, is one of those scripts where, you know, it's multiverse. We know that there's time travel involved. You know, the whole thing is, and this is from the previews, Barry is trying to, keep his mother alive because part of the reason he is the flash is because his mother was murdered that's what drove him to join the crime lab and which caused the accident that made him the flash so he's he's trying to find a way to save his mom and you know noble pursuit good job buddy i got bacon neck going on here it's kind of ridiculous um is that a v-neck or is that just a regular no it's 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 a v-neck it's a okay all right I was going um, to say, because if it's not a V-neck, yeah, you, you, that's, you better throw that away. It's worn. It's worn. But, <laughs> yeah. uh, it's still a very well worn. <laughs> anyway, um, so you go through the whole, the whole movie, the whole movie, and then there's a spot at the end and how it kind of resolves. And it resolves in kind of the best way as can, it can. Um, with a court trial that Barry's trying to, you know, save his dad because his dad's in jail for the murder of his mom, which he didn't commit. And the way it resolves, you're like, so really, if Barry had just been a little bit smarter, all of that could first. all of that could have been avoided. All, all of it. Yeah. To the point where, like, even at the beginning of the film, yes. I'm like, oh, he's just gonna go back in time, do this thing, and then it, that should be fine. And that's not what he did. And you're like, you're a fucking idiot. Like it's just okay. so the more you thought about it, the more you thought it didn't make sense. It didn't make sense at all. And you know, they the little throwbacks, the jokes, the cameos, eh, they're they're okay. Um 
when Barry is in the Speed Force and looking at the other multiverse sphere, I think they called it the pot. Okay. He's looking at the multiverse cauldron or pot. Sure. Um, the CGI, if if you were to think like the same animation is style and quality as the first Toy Story movie. Okay. They wow. look that cartoony. Or the first Beast Wars? No, not that bad. Not that bad. Okay. But that cartoony and, and how they did some of the human phages. I mean, I mean, you're and when you read back, they're like, no, that was a choice we made. We did that on purpose. I'm like, why the fuck would you do that on purpose? Like, what was your reasoning? It's not so, doing well at the box office. No, and for good reason. People are and the their response was, Well, that's how Barry sees the world. I'm like, then then this is dumb. He's he and we've talked about this before. The way Barry runs yes. is stupid. Yep. That doesn't change. Oh no. Well, and, I guess you couldn't change it, but you could. Yeah, you could. You know, if you want to be, I don't know, um, like I I don't know how to explain that. If you want to be like just make it how he runs on the TV show. Yeah, true. I mean, the, the effects were on par. I mean, like the TV show and the movie effects were pretty much the same. In the, uh, the when he's running so fast, like he's running faster than the speed of light, so he is time traveling and going into the multiverse. They actually had his feet move backwards. Oh no! And I'm like, why? That's no, just no. <laughs> so well, it, well, would it? Maybe they just talked to some. Some physicist who said it would look like he's running backwards. Right. So like his feet like are that. going in reverse. Or aren't there, aren't there tires? Yes. Caps that look like uh-huh. they're going backwards when you faster you go. Yes. That's, maybe it's, I don't know. That's like that. kind of the reasoning behind right. that. And you're still going, but it on a car looks cool. When you see it on human legs, looks awkward and awkward. dumb. And so if, if you're a fan if you're a comic book movie fan and you still five years ago, I would have said, I don't want comic book movies to go away. I'm going to see this movie and make sure my money goes into that. Well, they're not going away. So you can really skip it and watch it on HBO max or, or, or on max when it comes out. Or something That's like kind of that. how I feel about most movies, actually including most Marvel movies that are coming out now. Yeah. I'm just waiting the 40 days until Disney plus. Yeah. Yeah, right. it was. I don't know. I mean, I could talk more about it, but yeah, I'm glad I saw it. But at the same time, man, I'm just saddened that that's where whoever was running the DCU film stuff pre James Gunn. Yeah. How did that person? I mean, it takes multiple approvals and multiple people to lay eyes on this. And, and guys like Jim Lee had to take a look at this. Jim Lee and Jeff Johns, who are huge comic book guys. And they're looking at that going, you know what? Yeah, do that. It's like, are you just setting them up for failure? I mean, is that I, what you I were doing? I don't know. But I heard some some bad mojo stuff happened with Johns. I heard he was very, he became a tyrant from what I understand. Mm. And I've heard that too, yeah. I'm guessing it's because he qu- quickly figured out that whatever he did in the comic book industry, the movie business is completely different. Different. Yeah. And I don't know if he, and uh, again, I, 
I haven't read nearly the articles that I probably should to even talk about this subject, but I am just literally guesstimating that he couldn't adjust to that difference. I would, I would believe that honestly, so. there's, there's a great kind of cutaway when you see multiple when you see the multiverses and the way they did it is like it's a total reset of the dcu i mean that's they're acknowledging yes they exist and at the same time saying they're done they're not in canon anymore we can start over um there's they harken back to the kevin smith superman reborn yep uh movie that that, and it was you laugh at it, but I laughed more. And I pulled the, posted this on our Facebook page. The Kevin Smith script, he goes through the process of him getting that script, working on it, and then eventually them not using that script. And it is, if you want a lesson in how Hollywood works, yeah. it's really that. And we do got a message here from Matt on a C. Matt says, part of the problem was the doubling down on this with James saying it's one of the best superhero movies he's seen. That's true. And David said it was the best superhero movie as well. David who? I can't remember. I don't know. David who, man? I'm not sure who you're talking about. Uh, I think that this was way overhyped instance where they should have, click the see more, should have undersold and overperformed. Yeah, I think so. Because there were, I mean, when it filmed at Cannes, oh, Gunn and uh, Zasloff, David Zasloff, who's ah, the ah. other... He's he's the guy that is also in charge of DC. Yeah. You know, that it's not James Gunn. Um, yeah, when they're talking about you know it's at cans, cons, whatever, um, and it's getting standing ovations, and it's the best superhero from the MCU. It's like, mm, did you preload the theater with a bunch of fanboys and like load them up with a bunch of free shit and say, don't forget to cheer for us at the end? Here's some shots. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, it would actually it would be a fun movie to drink to. Oh, yeah. Like be, oh yeah, get get half loaded or you know, pop a couple gummies and then watch the film. Then it would make it so enjoyable. Um so, go, going in there stone cold sober, you're like, the fuck. That's a shame. Before we move on to uh uh I actually want to ask you a little bit about uh the new Disney Plus series that just came out. I it only yep. episode, but I'll, I'll go to that in a second. But going back to what you said about how they have this huge adventure and then at the end if he would have just done this and almost like ruined the rest of the movie because you were like well why didn't he just do that none of this shit would have happened yeah yeah that happens to me when i write a story i'll finish oh, the okay. story and, and read the whole thing out I'm, I'm 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 proud i'm excited i'm ready to like show it to my three four five friends yep. and then i go oh wait a minute why would he not just do this and then, I'm, and then I'm like, I can't do the beginning. I can't yeah. send this. I can't do this. So, well, right. and the, the writing credit, the guy that worked, one of the guys that worked on the script, one of the head writers, or the guy that they build first is, uh, what's his name? He was on Bones, and he he okay. did like Into the Spider Verse. He's done some really good stuff. Yeah, but it's like his name, and then here's the other people that worked on the script too, and you're like, uh, eh, yeah, you should have. Anytime I hear about screenwriters having more than like two people write it, yeah, 
I'm like, that. this is probably going to suck. It's like story by this guy, script by get this guy, yeah. screenplay by this guy. And you're like, uh, okay. Yeah. This this by this guy. It's like, oh, no. Yeah. Yeah. I should have left it. Should have left it. Yeah. Looking forward to Blue Beetle because I am. I mean, I think that's going to be a good enough standalone story that it could still be good. If they pull that off well, that could be probably a really good, like, I guess, DC Spider-Man. Yeah. And James Gunn has said, like, he's including Blue Beetle in his new mythos. Okay. So he must. So with it. So so wherever that's at, he's like, where this is like, there's a hard stop at the end of Flash where you get the idea that the Snyder Snyderverse is done. And then here's the here's the new cast. So I definitely believe that uh, um, the guy that played the Flash, what's his name? Psycho. Yep. Uh, He's done. Good. I, I really well, believe I think it. that hurt the film too. Oh, I definitely hurt the film. You know, definitely yeah. hurt the film. You know, and, and you want because he he is a talented actor. He is, and he's playing a dual role in the film. Yeah, because he's playing his like eighteen year old multiverse self. Right, and uh, he's good. He's a good actor, and yep. but it doesn't matter if you're a psycho in real life. So yes, that's true. That's true. So. Disney Plus uh, dropped kind of under the radar. Almost. A little bit. Like you had to keep, you had to know it was coming to really. Yeah. And I almost coming. feel like that was brilliant because that's kind of what the whole spiel is of, yep. of the show. Yeah. We're talking um, secret invasion. Yeah. The first one dropped, the first episode dropped. I have, I'll be honest, I have no idea what to think of it just simply because it was the first. Did you episode. watch it? Did yeah. you watch it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. I watched it. Yeah. Um, so I don't know where they're going with this. Um, because good. the different invasion that you and I know had to do with almost all the Marvel characters. In fact, right. it would have been a perfect way to reintroduce Tony Stark if you wanted to go that They route. could have. They could yeah. have, yeah. They could have done a lot of those things. So um, that's what I was used to. But I'm, I'll, I'll see what they're doing. I, I think Samuel L. Jackson's always Samuel L. Jackson. He's great. Yep. So I want to see... Uh, I want to see what happens here. I think they got some really good actors. The guy that plays Ross. Um, oh, yeah. He's a fantastic actor. That's the guy from Hobbit. He's the Hobbit. Yep. yep. Um, that Bilbo or? Uh, he he was Bilbo in the Hobbit, yes. In the Hobbit, okay. So anyway, um, yeah. So what did you think of it? Uh, like, what, what are your thoughts so far? I mean. I enjoyed it. Um, kind of the same as you. I mean, it's a it's a Marvel spy story. So don't you got to accept that it's Marvel, but you also need to accept that superheroes are not going to be a major part of this story. Right. Um, And the idea actually plays off of uh, what was introduced in the Captain Marvel film is the Skrulls. And I didn't like it in the Skrulls or in Captain Captain Marvel Marvel. where they introduced the Skrulls as good guys because they are classic Marvel villains. Yes. And like, okay, misunderstood alien race seeking asylum. I'm not fond of it, but you know what? I don't own Marvel. I'll just see what they do with it. And now they're doing what I wanted them to do, where the Skrulls are uh, fractured. There's a civil war amongst the Skrulls. Yep. And there is a group that are like, we should just infiltrate human government and all forms of human life and take over. Yeah. Like. We're going to control the humans without them knowing they are being controlled. Right. And that is a 
lot of story opportunity there. Yeah, the only thing that worries me, Greg, is that it's six episodes. Yeah, I know it's only six. And that's and what I mean by that, that's that's rough. That's rough to to. I, I'm afraid they won't flesh out a lot. I'm right. Afraid, I, I guess that's what it, what it is with me with Secret Invasion is. I'm hearing everybody praise it that has mm-hmm. more episodes than I have. And it worries me because I, I, again, I'm looking at six episodes and I'm thinking, God, I don't know if you're going to be able to squeeze all this out in six episodes. Maybe not, but then it's, they have six hours then. It's maybe a little bit more than six hours because oh, I would like, I mean, that's where if it was a secret invasion film, you're looking at two and a half, maybe that's three. True. That's true. So, but you get the feeling they would have built that up to that to that point. Maybe, maybe. Yeah. So anyway, I think it's okay. good. I think my predictions yes. are uh, so you've got Samuel Jackson playing Nick Fury, Olivia Coleman killing it as an MI6 agent. She was so fun to watch. Yeah, yes. Um the oh, who's playing the bad guy? Um I'm looking for I his forgot. name. Uh, Kingsley Ben Adir, I think is how you yeah. say his name. He's playing a character named Gravik. In his human form is a black man. Yeah. I I think that's going to be he's playing the face he has is Sam Jackson's son. It is is Nick Fury's son. Oh illegit illegitimate son. Okay. I and know. well, because they just the Nick Fury that you and I grew up with in the comics, the the Jim Steranko, uh, uh, Jack Kirby, yep. was a white guy with the eye patch, and he had like silver on his temples, yep. uh, gray hair. Um, that that version of Nick Fury uh, in the comics, they said he had an illegitimate son who looked like Sam Jackson, Nick Fury Jr. Okay. And Nick Fury Sr. just passed in the comics; he passed away. So now the new Nick Fury is a young Sam Jackson looking uh, Nick Fury. And I think that I could see them somehow working that in where Samuel Jackson is able to retire as Nick Fury. But here we have another like Nick Fury Jr. that they can use because Sam Jackson's like late seventies, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I, I can't, deny that i i know nothing of that so i don't i didn't uh i didn't even, i didn't put those together so good for you yeah. i didn't put that together at all um I'm looking yeah he was born in 1948 so so he's 74 yeah 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 maybe unless i'm doing my math wrong which i'm gonna check here because i don't trust myself he's 75 or will be he'll be 75 this december so yeah, I mean he's he's not looking to do action roles and maybe even looking to retire. I don't know, but that's that's a big deal. But I'm in for the six hours. I loved the first episode, the twist ending. I was like, oh yeah, me too. Wow, I would, yeah, wow. But I think they messed up. You think? I think they messed up. And what I mean by I think they messed up is I think they. I think I saw when they were showing a preview on television, I saw a scene of a certain person and that scene wasn't in episode one. So I was oh, like, so you think, okay. So maybe that, maybe that person isn't uh, deed. Well, we think they are. Yeah. 
Either way. Or it could be, yeah, that could be either way. Yeah, either right, way. You are correct. So. so I don't want to ruin that for anybody who hasn't seen episode one. Anyway, um, before we go into some kind of cool little thing that Greg uh, got his little mm-hmm. plug, let's talk about actually, uh, I don't know how to feel about this, except it, it, it sucks and it's a horrible tragedy. Um, the people, I heard about this actually Sunday, last Sunday, I just kind of oh, the, the guys, the the guys, yeah, the guys, the sub. Yes. Um, my first thought process when I heard that happen, I went, "Ah, oh, shit, that sucks." Like, if you haven't found it, yeah. most likely it's not good. Correct. Um, the other thing I heard an expert say was that, and this is before I dove into some stuff. I didn't dive too much into it, but. One guy said that it's very easy for a sub of that kind to, when it goes down there, to get stuck or get caught on something. Mm-hmm. And my first thought then was, why would you do it then? If it's so easy to get caught, why would, I mean, and that's what he said. He goes, two things happen. He's actually said three things happen. Number one, they got blown away and they've risen to the top and we just haven't found them because they're miles away Mm -hmm. or it imploded or they've gotten hooked down at the bottom, which is so easy to do is what he said. And I thought if it's that easy, why like two out of those three possibilities aren't good. Right. (laughs) So why would you do it? It's, it's right up there for me of why people climb Everest. Yeah, like 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 people die every year, like more than a couple and like safety things are getting a little bit better. So there's like a lot more people going, but that's causing a bunch of issues as well. I mean, they say the world's largest open graveyard is on Everest. They They don't bring those bodies down. Nope. They just stay there frozen. So they're not decomposing. Yeah. And. Hey, look up real quick how many dead bodies are estimated in Everest. Okay. But it's the same kind of thing of like, if you know there's a really good chance you're going to die, why do you do that? And people do it. And those guys weren't going down. I I didn't get the idea that they're going down there for exploratory. No. They just, it was, I wanted to see it. It was sightseeing. Yeah. Uh, I heard that was that, that was a, that, go ahead. Go, no, do you, you go ahead. I'm looking stuff up. So I heard a guy, I heard one of the guys that kind of was like the team lead, I guess you want to call him, mm-hmm. designed the sub. And his engineer was said, like, that's not going to work. That's not going to happen. And he fired him and like, yep. kinda, like got rid of him or something. Yeah, I've, I've heard that too. Like, the, like, there's a guy who was bringing up. These are design flaws. Like yeah. the sub they went down in yeah. wasn't steel. It wasn't metal. It was a carbon fiber. Oh no. So so oh, they were no. like, this is what it's gonna be like. They didn't, you couldn't open anything from the inside. Like the big cap on the end, the big you know, thing was bolted in, and that was like the only way they could get out. So in your uh one of the things where they said they've they've risen somewhere else and we just haven't found them yet they still had an oxygen problem because they, they couldn't, couldn't get out. they couldn't get out 
even if they were on the surface. Oh my God. So there were so many of things like that, like these design flaws. They, I heard they didn't do any kind of safety testing. Like they said, we're not gonna, cause they said you need to do like all these different tests and stuff like that. And they're like, Nope, we're going to miss our window. We're just going to go. So, and, and I have fluctuated. I, I was kind of the opposite. The first the first thing that went through my head was the negative, the, the, you know, because it was four billionaires, five, um, spent some of their billions to go sightseeing in an underwater graveyard to see a shipwreck and tragedy happened. And I go, well, serves you right. I mean, kind of not serves you. And I, I quickly had to check myself. I'm like, no, this was, this was a, these were grandfathers. These were fathers. I mean, they, they had people that loved them. Yeah. And, and so I had a to like chaotic neutral there, Greg. It was, it was, it was very, <laughs> it was very like you could have used your billions for something else. Yeah. Instead you selfishly went down to look at a shipwreck. Um, so I'm doing like this back and forth to the point where my kids were like, some dudes went and I was like, okay, hold on guys just have a little bit of compassion in there too like these are they do have loved ones they do have families no matter how rich they are and yes their families are super rich too um they they still will be missed let's let's be keep that in mind as well like it's all about be nice yeah yeah kind (laughs) of kind of just be nice now you've also got like all this stuff is coming out like you said the the lead designer that was like i tried to stop them I tried to say this wasn't a good idea and they went forward with it. You're like, yeah, that's You're not helping me here with the be nice guys. <laughs> yeah. Well, and the, like it's one, the media had a field day. There was, I saw one news. Um, I can't remember who it was, if it was CNN or Fox, it was one of the big ones. Yeah. One of, one of the extremes, Okay. Either the right extreme or the left extreme had literally like a, an oxygen countdown. Oh God. Constantly running on the they only have 19 hours left. And it's like, you morbid motherfuckers. Like, yeah. like really it was no, that that's an intern that came up with that shit. Something. That was yeah. something. It, it was like, what the hell? No, let's Actually, try to get no, these guys out. Not an intern. It was not an intern. That was an executive. That was an executive went. This is and, what's going to get people yeah. to just lock in on our screen and not change yeah. the channel. Because interns, I'm guessing, still still have their souls. So maybe you yeah. hope. Yeah. Um but yeah, so there's, and, and I, some of the stuff, the, the running through my feed and it's really excited. And my friend Buzz was really the one that I was the first one to jump on and be like, Hey, they may be old curmudgeon bastards, but they were men with families. Yeah. And I was like, yep. Yep. I feel like shit heel. Yep. So, so going back and forth, but now it's like, they're looking at the, the, the state government or whatever state they were from, Washington, maybe, they're like, what do you want us to do? Like, they didn't break a law. Yeah. I mean, they're, or they're, people are like, they should go after their companies. And the company's like, what? You, you, you think the guy that's, you know, I think one guy was a shipping magnate. He's like, you think the guy that's running the crane had anything to do exactly. with, with what his billionaire out-of-touch reality boss was doing? No. I mean... Yeah, I, these guys have paid the ultimate price, I think. So 
I, as far as like charges or anything like that, just leave it alone. We were talking about that last night with uh, Ursula's sister, and she she's a she's a news person, so she just digs into news. Like, mm-hmm. and she was telling me that I think I don't want to misquote her, but I'm going to because I forgot half the conversation. But she said they didn't, according to the experts, they didn't know it until it was done, like. They didn't know there was a unless there was a warning system that told them, hey, and like this is coming and there's nothing right. to do about it. But I guess when the pressure like crushed yeah. it, it, it eviscerated them. The yes. So, so intense that it just became and forgive me, I don't know how they were all they they became a mist. Yeah, they were like liquefied. Yes. Um that blows I, remember, my, I can't picture that in my head. Right. Like there the pressure do that when when the movie titanic came out and james cameron who you know i I don't know if you want to say he did this kind of exploration the right way but certainly his his sub that he had 25 years ago yeah maybe maybe close to 30 years ago now looked much more advanced than what these billionaires had and so so james cameron going down and i remember something I don't know if it was a documentary special or whatever it was behind the scenes thing. Maybe they did a, this is what would happen. Like this is what the the ocean pressure is like at this depth. And they did it with like a soda can where it's like they heated up the soda can and then they dipped it in freezing water or something like that it right away. It. Well, it, it just went, I mean, just like so quickly it just crumpled into a little ball and they're like, this is the, 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 t- how much pressure it's something like 6,000 pounds per square inch. See, so, when you say that, I don't, it, I can't it, picture, can't that, picture that. I mean, the, okay. So in Maverick, they, they talk about when they're pulling nine G's. Yes. Your body oh. weighs 1200 pounds. Yes. Like that's, that's right. yeah. So 1200 pounds and these guys are blacking out and they're, yeah, they're doing that kind of breathing yeah. to try to keep their blood flowing. Yes. So you're almost six times that amount of weight in the matter of a second. This isn't like something in a Hollywood film where it's like crumple, 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 crumple. It's just so like if there's even time for an alarm to go off. Yes. It was just, and you're done. Like that's it. Just absolutely done. But why were you eviscerated? Um, because that amount of weight just smashes in on you. It's it's so it's almost like an invisible yeah. force field that just goes. Yes, yes, okay. that's that's the best. Okay, maybe explanation yeah. I have. Right. I mean, imagine like every wall in your house is collapsing, co- compacting on you at such a high rate of speed, you can't adjust. I mean, it's yeah. just your body just doesn't do that yeah wow that's so they going back to everest here yeah um, oh yeah 300 people 300 more more than 300 people have died on the mountain and there's 200 bodies that are still up there they say uh, they estimate around 200 bodies are they littered all over at the top or is there a certain place where they take them to they don't take them anywhere they just leave them so wherever they drop that's it yeah yep damn well and a lot of them they can't find they say with global warming, like there's not the snow cap on the mountain has started to recede. So they're finding new ones every season. 
they're like, oh, there's another body over there. I wonder who that is. Wow. And okay. I think it says I think, it's an average of 4.4 fatalities each year. Mm-hmm. There are records of people climbing. So I want to know how many people climb in a year because what's your percentage of dying up there? You know what I mean? Well, the number's growing. I saw that on a Time Magazine cover. Um, well, that was one of, my, one of my last teaching years. And I've been out of teaching for eight years. So it was probably 10 or 12 years ago yeah. that I saw a cover of Time Magazine. Because they have to get up like at 2 in the morning yes. and start hiking to make it to the summit by... It takes two months uh, to climb it. Yeah. You have to take two months of your life. Yeah. And and go. There's a great movie. um, I think it's just called Everest that details one of the deadliest climbs where the weather just absolutely turned and these guys kind of forced their way up. um, And just a lot of people died that year. In 2022, it it cost you $54,000. Yeah. The country of... The country of Tibet, this is their yeah. gross, their gross national product is mostly people hiking Everest. Wow. Like that's how their country makes money. It's on the tourism of Everest. Wow. That's and so crazy. they and it's very uh Tibet's a very religious country. So yeah. they only let you go during certain times. And there's also a weather thing. You can only go when the weather's good. Yeah, when the weather's good. Um, you have to employ their Sherpas to try to get you up the mountain and some of them some of them go up like no oxygen like no problem all the time some are like nope we're gonna use oxygen i mean there are companies that this is just what they do and they there are companies that are like no matter what it's getting to the point where they're like if you're in even a decent level of fitness we can get you to the summit of everest like it will happen so people are just paying yes and then taking two months of their lives away to go and try to climb. And I'm like, just, just listen to this. Listen to this. On April 25th, 2015, 19 people, the most ever in a single day on Everest, were killed in an avalanche at base camp after a 7.8 earthquake, which yeah. killed more than 9,000 people and injured more than 20,000 in Nepal. This is the one, this is the part that's scary, Greg. Okay. Let's say you and I are stupid enough to do this. We do it, we get to the top. Stop you there. During the 2023 season, a total of 17 climbers died to and from the summit. So yeah. just because you got to the top. <laughs> that means you still got to get back down. You yeah. still got to get back down. And your chance of dying. Yeah. Oh, that's actually, what's your chance of dying in, on Everest? You know? Uh, I don't even want to think about it. This is the same, like, you know, you think about Everest. You think about um, deep sea tourism. Because that's what they they thought about making Titanic like a tourist attraction. Absolutely. Like, let's see how we how we can get people, you know, the super rich to take a, a tour down there. And then space tourism. I'm just uh, until we get to like science fiction levels of that. safety, yeah. I'm not doing it. Until we get to Star Trek. I hear where he just flies up there. Yeah, where it's like we've got shuttlecraft that no 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 and, and then you're there. No way. I mean, and that's not my lifetime. I don't have to worry about that. The percentage of deaths to successful attempts is about 4%. And some people go, eh, 4%. It's not that bad. But those are 
very unique people, man. They're, uh, yeah. yeah. I've, I've never met a person that's climbed Everest. Neither have I. I mean, they're I mean, there. I've heard people, I've, I'm, I've listened to podcasts and shit. Yeah. One yeah. guy on Brogan where he, he did the seven peaks in seven months. Oh yeah. Like yeah. Something like that. Um, so that's, that's incredible. So he's climbed every highest point in the world. Um, okay. Yeah. It's an average of about 4.4 fatalities each year. Jesus Christ. That's, mm. oh, okay. okay. <laughs> yeah. All right. All right, man, let's get so beyond the- that. Yeah. We got to get to, uh, so our, our friends over, let me, yeah, I got them. We have friends. We do. We, we got some, we have some friends of the show even um no shit yeah sure so uh you remember Liss, right yes um so Liss is a publicist that we got to know uh if you go back and look at our sandy king carpenter interview uh from a couple years ago that she did with us for our halloween show uh sandy king carpenter wife of john carpenter and is a you know excellent comic book publisher for storm king comics we got great to know too. great movie producer yes yes absolutely by the way go back and watch that you we get about a 5.6 seconds of hello john carpenter it's pretty yeah cool. yeah he was, he was nice. i still i still fly high on that right um too. so so Liz has uh the sphinx pr group and she had reached out to me and she's like hey you're you guys play dungeons and dragons right and i said absolutely we do she's like can i send you some stuff or would you be interested and i said yeah so we she sent me a box and we have to open it up my god have you had that how long have you had that box i've had this a week week and a half dying are you dying yes yes i've been wanting to open it i'm like well maybe open it up with a cool knife Uh, do i have one on my desk though um i don't have a cool knife here Wait, wait 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 yes i do yes i do yes i do oh here we go where's it at i can see it kind of oh give i gotta i gotta do a thing here yeah go for it i'll show you my knife i would have used to cut it just fyi oh that's that's cute i'll use that one. Oh, you're gonna bust out a uh mick dundee i gotta reach it i can show you my avatar knife <laughs> i don't think that's gonna cut anything i it just cut my heart greg how you like that can you still hear me i Am can good? Okay, hold on a second. Something happened. No, I don't think anything happened. Yeah, something happened. I think you're okay. Get the knife, Greg. Let's open this up. Do you know what's in there at all? I do know what's in there. Um, The voice is not coming through my headphones anymore. How about now? Can I hear myself? I still can't hear myself, but that's okay. Take off the headphones. We're good. We're gonna do it, man. We're gonna do it. And I found I found the knife that I want. It's nice. It's a dagger. Dagger. It's a very nice dagger. Um, so what's in here is called Ralt Mork from AAW Games. And uh explore the wastelands and uncover mysteries, clues to the past for adventure of four to six characters starting at level five to seven, and you conclude at eight or eleven. What's it called? Uh, Ralt Mork. It's by Jonathan G. Nelson, a uh, game designer with AAW Games. They have a really cool series uh, called Drow Legacy Books or Legacy of the Drow. Rise really, of the Drow. really, really cool uh, 
hardcover that I saw when we were at Gen Con, and uh, I didn't I didn't have it uh, I didn't have the cash to pick it up at the time. But I saw this. Yeah, yeah. Survival. Cool. The one that caught my eye was Survival's Survivalist Guide to Spelunking. Yeah, that looks pretty good. Uh, so let me read the. Yes, go ahead. Sorry. Excuse me. Uh, deep in the Bavarian mountains stands monolithic spires of stone, uh, peppered with ancient ruins and mostly forgotten. The spire contains the temple, complex, rich in history, and steeped in mysteries of the past, untouched for a millennium, but is not without its dangers, for ancient evil stagnates within. This is Raltmork, where, according to legend, the very land died to the sound of a single falling tear. So, they sent me rope mark. Oh, it's heavy. It's it's heavy and it's pretty. It is pretty. I do like that. Look at that. Look at that. Oh, I'm getting excited. I'm like a kid at Christmas. So uh, this will be something that I'm going to be including in uh, an our, adventure our of ours. Campaigns. Whenever. Yeah. I got to get through some stuff in our current campaign, but this is definitely going to be some stuff did that not pierce didn't pierce it's more of a more of a stabbing dagger than a slicing dagger five to seven and including, there we go concluding at levels eight to eleven yeah so this would be yeah, right now online so i'm looking at it we've got uh like we're going to make some new characters soon and this would be like maybe something that we put out uh for them later I have something to talk to you about after the show. Okay. Yeah. There we go. Can't you tell us no, John? Okay. Okay. We got some. We got some nice dice bags. Some green. Okay. Green dice bags, and there were some gems. I'm I'm a dice goblin, so I love. I love new dice. I'm all about the digital. (laughs) We got. Yep. We got the. We got a set of blue. Got a set of blue. I did see a pair of dice that had like, I think they were cat eyes in there, and that was cool. Not mm-hmm. actual cat eyes, but it was designed as such. Oh, cool. our friend Andy had a really nice set of dice. Remember, once he got a Gen Con, they were like, it's like prisms in there, like they were refract refract the light. Oh yes, 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 yes. Okay, here we go. Here we got. So this is this is made for tabletop. So this would be like you'd want to come over to my house and we would play in my dining room. Because they give us the the stand up minis for, for oh, the bad taking guys. out taking out bad guys. Yep, yeah, punch out cards for for them. Uh, oh, here we go. Here we go. Some. Oh, I don't even know what that creature is, but it looks nasty. Got some spidery looking things there. Yeah. We use those for bad guys. And uh, what do we got here? These maps. Oh, these are uh, okay. So these are like setting cards on one side, kind of give you some flavor. Got it. Okay. The setting, and then these are item cards that you would get throughout the game. Cool. So special special items that probably you're not going to find in the the player's handbook or the DM's guide. Um, these are like made specially for the game. Ooh, ooh. What's ooh? You just showing artwork? You can't just yeah, say no, I'm just showing artwork. Oh. I'm just showing artwork, but I can't. I don't. I, I don't want to show you the the, the oh, cool items that you engage. But like, here's 
like things that will come up in the game. Okay. And I, like I say, you find writing on a wall, and then I can hand this to the players. Oh, um, okay. So what he's showing folks is like, as like, if you can picture, I, I'm talking to the audience that is listening to this more than watching this. The um, if you guys have ever played any type of tabletop game or board game, he he's he's just basically showing the pieces that come with it. So like Correct. dice, monsters, um, puzzles, tapestries. Yeah, tapestries. My God, man, this is a castle, is it not? You have many tapestries. So yeah, maps, handouts, print. I mean, I believe the point here is like anything you want to have to play. I mean, it's all in this box. Uh, Pre-made. Here we go. Some pre-made characters. Nice. Half elf priest of Versailles. Half elf priest of Versailles. Everybody's a half. Half orc priest, nice. human priest. Okay, okay, and then ooh. So that that's a lot of like. This, this lot. is this is all the extra like stuff. This is all not extra. I mean, that's what you're going to be doing for handouts and playing the game. Yeah, if you and guys actually want to see what we're opening, please go to our YouTube channel and uh, check it out. And then here is book. the adventure of super nice hardcover how many pages thick oh, book God. thick but glossy glossy print pages that's oh, wow that's it, nice. it's it's a beautiful book art's very good room got that got that new book smell new book smell uh page number caps it at uh 144 144 pages so this is the adventure this is like when i'm when i would be running it yeah this is what I'm going to be reading through. Um, my understanding is that they are also putting this out on, uh, they use, I think, Foundry as their virtual tabletop. Is uh, kind of what they, they do, actually. I'm looking at a YouTube thing where it says Rolt Mork. Is that how, how you yeah, say it? I think it's Rolt Mork. Rolt Mork DM tutorial for Foundry virtual tabletop. That's yeah. actually a YouTube channel. I'm finding this all on the, uh, this is AAW website. So they got the Rise of the Drow, Many Dragons. I just happened to click on what he, the book he opened. Yep. It's AAW.com, right? Yes. So just this type is, in AAW games and it takes you. AAW right. games. Yep. Um, I mean, these guys have put out some really solid stuff. I have liked uh, looking at their stuff. This is the first thing of theirs that I've actually uh, been able to own. So I'm really looking forward to running this. That's very um, cool. Thank my, you so much. My kids have been really asking me to do some tabletop. Like they want to play D&D. And I'm like, okay, I've been putting this off because I knew as soon as I opened this, it, it's in the box. It's ready to go. I got maps, got descriptions. I've got everything we need. We're not going to be using my unpainted gray minis to to show the bad guys. We can just put them right out on the table for what they are. Very cool. And I'm really looking forward to getting into this. So thank you very much, List. Uh, John Nelson, love what you're doing. Um, looking forward to playing it. Cool. There you go. I think we should end it there, man. I think we should do. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I've so, got some reading. Right. I've got reading to do now. Yeah. Do your do do this. Do your usual before you do your uh, reading there.
Oh yeah. So um, usually we give you some advice for the week and this is just, you know, as, as we're reading through uh, the tragedies that are happening right now, just remember to keep your humanity, try to put that first. Like you can have your negative thoughts about billionaires doing weird things with their money. You're going to have those thoughts, but remember that billionaires are people too. Uh, they have families, they have loved ones. So as you're, before you make that joke, just remember, don't be a douche. There you go. For the Greg, this is Johnny saying thank you for watching us. Thank you for listening to us. Have a great week. Podcast out. <clears throat>